welcome to the Blue Shoes Fitness Podcast, where we talk about strength training, nutrition, faith, family, and how all those things work together for parents like you and me. Uh, my name is Coach Jay, and today we're going to be talking about what the phrase fitness for parents means and what it looks like to pursue your fitness goals as a parent. Uh, but before we get into that, I thought this would be a good opportunity with a new episode and really a new season of the podcast. And quick side note, I have been putting off this episode for far too long. It, I think my last episode uh, on the podcast was a year and a half ago, which there's no coincidence that our youngest daughter is also a year and a half old. And so uh, that is uh, where I'm coming from. But we're getting into this. We're taking some messy action here. And we're just we're just knocking this one out for you. So this seems like a good opportunity to introduce a little bit of a new podcast episode format. And uh, this episode will kind of follow along with that too. So we're always going to start off with a verse of the week. I think that's a great way to kick off the episode. And uh, if you're starting your day with listening to this, then it's going to be a great way to kick off your day. Then we'll get into the main content of the episode of why you're here as noted by the title of the episode. Uh, and then if there's anything that's applicable from an action steps or a practical takeaway point of view, uh, this sort of sounds like a sermon in a sense where we get into the main content and then we ha end with a uh, takeaway of some kind. But uh, we'll go there and then uh, I'll end with any personal or family updates in case you care um, to hear about what's going on in my life outside of uh, my role as a coach. And so uh, let's get right into the beginning of this, the verse of the week. We're going to start off with one of my favorite books of the Bible, the book of Job. And wow, what a what a roller coaster of a story. Um, we're going to read through Job 28, 20 through 28. Here we go. Where then does wisdom come from? Where does understanding dwell? It is hidden from the eyes of every living thing, concealed even from the birds in the sky. Destruction and death say, only a rumor of it has reached our ears. God understands the way to it, and he alone knows where it dwells. For he views the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heavens. When he established the force of the wind and measured out the waters, when he made a decree for the rain and a path for the thunderstorm, then he looked at wisdom and appraised it. He confirmed it and tested it. And he said to the human race, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to shun evil is understanding. I thought this would be a really great way to not only kick off this episode, but again, to kick off this new season of the podcast, because we need to establish a firm understanding and a firm foundation as we dive into all of this, uh, what might be deemed as the self-help or self-improvement industry that, that fitness has a very large overlap with. We need to make sure that we understand that wisdom and all the knowledge that we could ever need is found in God himself and uh, in this passage that wisdom is equated with the fear of the Lord. It is not equated with digging deeper within yourself or uh, there's a lot of kind of new agey um, uh, finding your higher self or unleashing your inner best self or things like that. That is not the goal of this uh episode of this podcast of my entire business or ministry. That is, that's not where we're headed for. So if that's what you're looking for, then you can sign out now. But I wanted to make sure that we are on the same page, making sure that we know that any uh, knowledge and wisdom that we're getting uh, from a, a fitness point of view or nutrition point of view or any of those kinds of things, those are all going to be very surface level. And even if they are very helpful to you in your everyday life, that we need to always draw it back to the fear of the Lord. And so that is how we're kicking things off here. That's going to be the way that we frame all of this. Okay, let's get right into it. 
uh, today's topic, what does fitness for parents even mean? So this is a phrase that I've used in a a number of different scenarios, a number of different formats over the last couple of years. Um, if you look at any of my social media bios, you'll see the phrase faith-based strength training and nutrition for parents. And you'll really see me use this idea of fitness for parents and nutrition for parents and strength training for parents, uh, that, that kind of phraseology all the time. And, uh, the reason why that is the case is not just because I'm trying to help parents specifically, but the reason why I'm specifically trying to help parents is that parents like you and I have special considerations when it comes to programming for training and nutrition. Or in other words, you might think parents have a crazy lifestyle that most online programs and fitness information don't take into consideration. One of my favorite Instagram bios that I used to see quite a bit was uh, from online coaches saying that they help busy professionals. And that that terminology, the idea of helping busy people, is one of those things that is relatable and speaks to no one all at the same time, where everyone goes, oh my gosh, that's me. And then you think for a split second longer, oh, everybody thinks they're busy. So this really isn't specific to anyone here. And so the idea of busyness is not specific to parents, though we probably are some of the busier people um, as far as the the different life stages that you're going to be in. And right now with a three-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old, we would definitely consider ourselves as busy people. But it's not just being busy that separates parents because there are plenty of ways of getting around being busy when it comes to making your, your training and nutrition a priority in your life. Um, one of the big things that can be a big obstacle for us is that we have an unpredictable schedule. So it's not just the fact that our schedule is busy and full, it's the fact that it's unpredictable. And when I think about unpredictability in parenting, uh, what comes to mind is nap time and all of the the repercussions of how well a nap goes and when that nap happens during the day for your kids or how many naps they're taking or transitioning from, you know, three naps a day to two or two to one or one to none. Uh, so in, if you're in any of those stages with young kids, you can definitely relate to that. So the unpredictability of parenting and of your schedule makes it difficult to schedule in hard and fast rules, structures, systems into your life. And that doesn't mean that it's impossible, but you do need to add an element of flexibility to those because that unpredictability is um, kind of kind of difficult to it's difficult to predict. Go figure. Um, uh, along the lines of unpredictability, we also have an unpredictable nature uh, in terms of our energy and mental capacity too. So you may have a wide open schedule where you have nothing planned for you know a few hours at a time where you think, oh, this should theoretically be a great time to fit in a workout or to meal prep or to do anything else that might be productive toward your fitness. However, your energy and mental capacity it might might not be where it needs to be in order to do that. The, getting an hour-long workout and physically demanding strength training session is probably not going to be top of your list when you are feeling drained energy-wise or mentally or emotionally. And so um, that's another factor that we have to take into account as parents when it comes to our fitness and our training. Um, and beyond that, uh, we are... Typically, unless you are really zoned in on a specific avenue of fitness, if you are a power lifter and you are just head deep into the uh, the strength training world, or if you are a bodybuilder and you are looking at all things hypertrophy, or you are a marathon runner or you do some kind of endurance sport, 
where muscular endurance is a big factor for you. If you are not in a position where you are really uh, nailed into to one specific avenue of that, you're probably wanting to reap some of the benefits of a lot of these different areas. Uh, you're probably wanting to get some progress across uh, strength and hypertrophy, which is muscle building, maybe muscular endurance, maybe mobility. And as importantly as any one of these things or any of these things together is the longevity of each of these goals. And you want to make progress that's going to last a lifetime. And so with all that being said, a lot of programs out there, uh, a lot of workouts, a lot of uh, social media accounts, all those kinds of things are very much in one of those veins where you're going to find someone who just does hypertrophy training or who specializes in strength training or who specializes in uh, training endurance athletes, things like that. And as a parent, you may be able to glean some helpful information from each of those sort of each of those resources. But you might think, huh, I'm not sure that I'm really all in on any one of those, I kind of like to, to get some benefits and make some progress across all of those different factors. And so here is what I see as one of the, the issues is not just the fact that there's really not a whole lot out there for parents. It's the fact that what's out there is kind of trash advice, in my opinion. And I, I'm going to uh, list out these two, these these two main avenues of current recommendations for parents. And I'm going to try to convince you that the two main ways that the fitness industry tries to reach parents these days is neither of them are very helpful. So the first current recommendation for parents out there is this mentality of you have to just suck it up and figure it out and make it work. And this mentality is seen across multiple fitness disciplines, but, um, you, you get this idea that, uh, that your role as a parent is just totally uh, diminished in in terms of how some of these coaches or fitness personalities will tend to um, to present this, where they just say, you know what, you just need to figure it out, make it work. You need to wake up earlier. You need to stay up later. You need to plop your kids in front of a TV while you work while you work out or whatever it is. You just got to make it work. You got to suck it up and figure it out. And I would hope that you'd be able to see kind of why that's not super helpful. That kind of advice, uh, maybe that maybe that sounds really encouraging and motivating, like January first, where you're all you know hyped up and ready with the rest of the world to achieve your goals and make progress. But that is not a lasting or sustainable way to approach fitness for anyone, and specifically as a parent. Um, on the opposite end of the spectrum, in some ways, you also have this recommendation of when you look up fitness for parents or workouts for parents, you'll see these kind of for lack of a better term, goofy recommendations of like working out with your kids. So hear me out. Working out with your kids or working out in front of your kids is not a bad thing. And I would be a high advocate of doing that, of working out in front of your kids and sharing your fitness journey with your kids. And if that means including your kids in on your workouts every once in a while or showing them how to do an exercise or things like that, that is awesome. Uh, I think that kids could definitely benefit from strength training at a much younger age than what I typically think as the kind of intro of when high schoolers end up in the weight room and things like that. But as a long-term sustainable plan for making real life-changing progress. I'm not sure that the recommendation of using your kids as a, instead of weights, you know, holding your kids and doing squats or doing push-ups with your kids on your back as, as cute as those social media posts are. And that can be fun. And, you know, I'm not bashing that uh, at all for the sake of uh, doing it for the gram, so to speak. But from an actual workout point of view, 
I just don't think that that is going to be your best bet to be able to make long-term progress. I think that your kids are probably going to be more distracting than anything, and it's going to be really difficult to focus with the and apply the amount of intensity that you are wanting to apply to your workouts in order to make real lasting progress. And so uh, do with that what you will, but I am not sure that either one of those recommendations are going to be very helpful for you from an ongoing point of view. So it's easy to be the critic, but do I have any recommendations for you? Yes, I have some alternative recommendations for parents. One of the very first things that I tend to tell my clients who are parents is do what you can when you can. And this is a bit of a mantra, not my own mantra, um, but this is something that you'll probably see around the internet if you spend any length of time on social media, but this idea of doing what you can when you can and uh, and and how you can, you might add it with that of doing, uh, figuring out a way to, to make things work, not by way of sheer willpower like in the example before, but taking a look at your surroundings and going, okay, what is my situation and what sort of capacity do I have both uh, mentally and physically to be able to carry out a, um, a strength training session or program or whatever that looks like. So um, doing what you can and when you can and being flexible in that regard is very helpful. I don't think that flexibility is specifically always at odds with rigidity, but if that's the flexibility side, then we can add on the rigidity side. And uh, I like to say, name your obstacles and make a plan. So this is taking the realistic approach of, again, what what are your obstacles that you're facing in your fitness journey? Or if you're just beginning, what are some things that you can foresee being difficult, whether it's your schedule, as we talked about, whether it's your energy levels, whether it's... um, Maybe it's kind of the the combination of the two where you might have some room in your schedule, but it's when you have the least amount of energy. So whether that's before work, you know, getting up in the morning or if it's staying up later, um, you, you, you might see some opportunities, but might see some obstacles within those two. So name those obstacles, call those things out. And, you know, if it takes writing them out so that you have an idea of exactly what it is that you're up against and then make a plan around that. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Like I use the term messy action at the beginning of this episode here. Um, I have a bit of an outline that I'm going off of for this podcast here, but I am uh, kind of rolling with it. And that is something that um, we can take into our fitness journey as well too, so that you can make a plan that is realistic around knowing what obstacles you're up against, but also takes into account exactly what it is that you're trying to achieve. And then from there, you kind of fill in the blanks with curating a timeline that's going to be realistic for those and figuring out how you can make progress and how you're going to track progress and all of those kinds of things. And so um, being able to, um, to name your obstacles, name the things that you are up against, and then to make a plan to help get you around those or through those, um, that's going to be a great place to start with all of this. From an actual action steps point of view, um, if you're finding it difficult to manage and prioritize your fitness goals as a parent, whether you are a new parent or you're a seasoned parent, maybe you have uh, growing kids or adult kids and you are thinking, well, some of this seems to apply to me, but you know, technically I'm a parent, but my kids are out of the house or whatever it is. All of this still applies to you because you never truly stop becoming a mom or a dad. And uh, we've seen that. I mean, we have toddlers, but we've seen that from the flip side of it too. Of we are constantly uh, reaching out to our parents and they're constantly reaching out to us and helping us us and um, and uh, they they truly do not stop being mom and dad which is a huge blessing especially if uh, you're in a situation where your parents are local that is amazing so 
no matter where you are in your parenting journey and no matter where you are in your fitness journey, if you're finding it difficult to manage uh, your fitness goals or to prioritize them, um, here's what I would recommend for you. Um, spend what little time and energy you feel like you have on following a plan not writing a plan. So that idea of uh, my my alternative recommendations of you know naming your obstacles and making a plan, that idea of making a plan, sometimes that might just include following a plan or finding a plan. And what I mean by that is uh, there's kind of two main routes that I um, am going to share with you here that I would recommend. Again, if you are uh, finding it difficult to do these things and if you feel like you have little time or energy, spend that time and energy finding or following a plan that's already pre-written for you rather than trying to come up with one your own. Um, so that might mean finding a coach. And a coach has many, many benefits. Uh, if they're a good coach, they're going to be able to provide you with many benefits, such as uh, accountability and following your plan. Um, they're going to create a custom plan for you. That is a huge asset, although that is not the only component of a one-on-one -on -one coaching program. I think a lot of the times when I have these conversations with um, potential clients, they are so jazzed about having a custom plan that's built specifically for them. But when we get down to the nitty gritty, yes, that is what they want. And yes, that would be super helpful if they're able to stick with it. And we find in some of our consultations before signing up as a client that a lot of the obstacles that they've been dealing with have not been around the fact that their plan has not been adequate for them. Um, this is uh, largely a matter of the accountability side of things and uh, feeling stuck once you encounter a single obstacle or feeling like you're taking one step forward, two steps back. Um, these are the kinds of things that a, a coach can help you do besides just giving you and writing a custom plan. Um, and again, this is a scenario where you would be your your job is to follow the plan, um, not to write it up. And one of the big things that a coach can do for you too is to give you perspective. And uh, the uh, the best analogy that I've heard with this here is the idea of why uh, hairstylists don't cut their own hair. And yeah, I'm sure some of them do, but. Uh, the idea that most hairstylists are not going to cut their own hair because they don't have the perspective to be able to see what they look like from all different angles. And that's the same thing with having a coach in the fitness and nutrition space is that they are going to be able to provide third-party outside 10,000-foot view perspective on your situation rather than just what's, you know, you fighting against you in your head. And that can be a, a pretty intense battleground if it's just you against you or if it feels like it's you against you. It's not really the case. But um, so that's that's my one of my recommendations is finding a coach. And kind of along those same uh, lines, but maybe from a, a slightly different perspective, um, is finding a group program. And the reason why I specify group program is not because I just started my own group program. Um, it is because that there is, again, this accountability aspect. There's this we're all in the trenches together aspect. And what this is in contrast to is I would not recommend just finding a like PDF downloaded program, although I don't think a lot of coaches offer those now. I think most of it is all app based. But I would Again, on that vein, not recommend just downloading an app that has a workout program built into it or not just finding a random Instagram or Pinterest workout plan that takes you through, you know, four, six or eight weeks of a plan. I would recommend finding some way, whether it's finding a coach or finding a group program, 
where you are able to communicate with real people in real time, whether that's directly with your coach or if it's just with other people who are also going through the same program or hopefully both. Um, those would be my, my two recommendations for you. Again, big picture, if you're finding it difficult to prioritize your fitness goals, to follow through on them, to make real progress, these are the, the things that can help you to make real progress in, in real measurable ways. And that's something that's so important because if you're not able to see the type of progress that you're making, it's not it's different than just being impatient. But if you are trying to make progress in one area, but you are counting out, you're discounting all of the other areas and metrics that you might be making progress in, that can be really tough. And so again, that perspective side of things, whether it's from a coach one-on-one or if it's from your fellow group program participants, um, that can be a huge benefit that can really make a difference in your fitness journey. So that is where I'll leave this uh, today's topic of fitness for parents. What does that even mean? Um, and we've gone over some of the things that it doesn't mean or some of the things that online social media would have you believe that it does mean and my alternative recommendations of what you can do as a parent in working on your fitness. And so uh, we'll leave it with that. Let's jump into a couple quick personal and family updates in case you're interested from what's going on in my life. So one of the more interesting things that's happening, and I've mentioned this on social media a couple of times, but our youngest, Riley, is one and a half, and we are currently waiting to set up a surgery date for her to get tubes in her ears. And I don't understand the full nature of how this works or why it works, but basically we've been recommended to get the surgery done because she has had a handful of ear infections in the first year and a half of her life. And we've heard from uh, not only from the doctor, but also from testimonies such as my parents with my little brother um, and some other friends and family of having had this done for their kids too, that this can really help with all of that. And if you are a parent with young kids, and maybe even if you if your kids are grown up, you can recall the days. Kids with ear infections, whoo, that is, uh, that's a tough one. Um, that's not a fun situation. And I'll, I'll do you one better too. I have had the, the not so fortunate pleasure of, of having a child with an ear infection while also having an ear infection myself. That is, you, you start to really gain some, um, some empathy for your kids as they're going through that. Cause that's, that's not super fun. So anyway, we're super pumped to be able to, um, maybe take a step away from future ear, ear infections. So we'll take that. Um, uh, Amanda's busy season is coming up. So if you are unfamiliar, my wife, Amanda is an illustrator and uh, she has an awesome Etsy shop and has dozens, if not hundreds of, uh, illustrations, uh, for uh, specifically for kids. And a lot of them are, uh, popular in homeschooling communities or especially during the summer too, where even if you're not homeschooling your kids that, um, you know, you are looking for ways to keep your kids busy. Uh, so, she has tons of downloadable, printable illustrations and activities, and this holiday season coming up is her busy season, and so we're gearing up for that, and that's been super fun supporting her in that too. So a lot of what that looks like on my end is I, I work part-time, and so it's been really fun to be able to spend my non-working hours being able to hang out with the girls and taking care of them while Amanda is drawing it up. Um, and the last thing that I'll mention on here, which is super lame, but here in Arizona, this is something that we got to point out. Um, the weather is finally cool enough to go on solo and family walks. And uh, again, if you've been following my stories on social media, I have largely been resembling 
a sedentary lifestyle outside of my three times a week that I strength train myself. Um, my steps have been uh, so painfully low this last year. And again, that's tied to having kids, but I, I'm not going to blame it on them. Um, but for six months out of the year, it is just unbearably hot to really make it a, a realistic thing to go on walks outside. And so um, we're finally entering the cool season to where like our winters are in like the 50s and 60s. So we're pretty pumped about that especially as a family, to be able to go on family walks. If you don't go on walks as a family, I would highly recommend doing that too. I'm not going to guilt you into it, but it's just so much fun. And just to be able to get outside and to do that together, it's it's a good time. All right, this is where I sign off here. And this is where a lot of podcasters who are seasoned and you know hundreds of episodes deep will say, hey, thanks for listening to the episode. Leave me a five-star review and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Um, this is my first episode back and I am not going to uh, uh, be proud enough to ask for a five-star review right here, but I am going to ask for something that would be uh, even more helpful on that. I would love for your feedback on this. And I know that sounds an awful lot like a review. Don't worry about leaving a review yet. You can wait till we're a few episodes into this next season here, but um, shoot me a DM or an email or however it is that you're listening to this here. Shoot me a message and give me some feedback on the episode of future podcast topics, future things that you'd like to learn about or questions that you have. Uh, one of the, my favorite things to talk about are um, things addressing things that you've heard and confirming or denying the uh, the validity and truthfulness behind those in the fitness industry, nutrition space, all of those kinds of things. So yeah, I would love for your feedback uh, on this and for any suggestions that you have on future podcast topics, because as much as I like talking and recording these episodes, um, this is really for you. And it's a matter of making sure that what I'm talking about here is helpful and relevant to you and in, in your current seasoning of parenthood, your current seasoning, se seasoning, um, season of uh, fitness and your journey there. So I would love to hear from you. All right. That's it for today's episode. I'm Coach Jay. Thanks for hanging out with me and we'll see you on the next episode.